Life can be hard sometimes. Sometimes we walk through terrible, terrible experiences. But I know that there is a God that can get you through it. You see, I'm still here. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear the final part of Tim Soodle's story, a Kiowa and Taos Pueblo, as he shares about the changes that God brought into his life and into the life of his abuser. This is an amazing story of redemption and forgiveness that you don't want to miss. I remember hearing the rest of the family sleeping peacefully. It was just me sitting in the dark behind a door, the door where my parents' bedroom was. I remember thinking, I must strike first, I must strike fast. I remember thinking, this is going to get dicey. I'm ready. And so I sat there, and I listened to the dogs barking outside. I listened to the quietness of breathing. And I remember sitting there for several hours. And finally I began to realize, I'm tired. You see, I stayed in a position of readiness. And if you've ever been in a position of readiness, you get tired. So I walked back quietly. I put the knife underneath my mattress, thinking tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. It ends tomorrow. Well, the next morning, I'm getting up, and it just happens to be the next day is Sunday. And so the family all gets up as usual. Basically, the family at that time was just mom and the kids. Dad wasn't interested in the church. So we get up and we get dressed as usual, and we're a little bit north of Albuquerque, and we were going to walk to the church. But instead of walking with the family, I walked in a different direction. I told them, I'll be there. I'll catch up. Well, in that walk, I remember stopping. It was on a spring morning. And I looked out. And the first time ever, I really saw how beautiful that mountain was. And the sun was already over and it was bright. The air was still crisp. There was still a little bit of dew from the night on the flowers. And I mean, on the vegetation. And I remember thinking, man, this it's beautiful. And then I heard a voice ringing between my ears, which I'd never heard before. You see, what began to ring between my ears was the gospel. See, it was Christ literally telling me that he loved me. I began to get words of affirmation. I began to feel that there was hope. I remember thinking about scripture, one in particular, John 3.16, the scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, I was whosoever will. I began to really think about this person by the name of Jesus Christ. 
And as I began to think about Jesus Christ more and more, I realized God was real. And I remember being very excited. You got to remember, I was coming out of a long, long night of darkness. And to feel that sunshine, I remember stopping for a moment, just feeling that those sun rays bouncing off my skin. It was almost like for the first time, that sun just felt so warm, so comfortable. You see, God was telling me that he loved me. He was telling me, there's a better way. He was telling me that there is hope through my son, Jesus Christ. And so I walk towards the church. I go in for Sunday school as usual. And I was thinking, wow, what in the world just happened? I remember the preacher getting up there and I remember him preaching, but I can't tell you what he preached on. All I can tell you is when an invitation came to publicly stand before man, before God, and make a public profession of faith, I could not help myself. It was as if someone threw me from my chair, pushed me from behind, and I walked up. It was a powerful moment, and I will never forget it. Because the release I felt from years of abuse, the pain I felt from never being told I love you, was suddenly lifted off. And hope came to me. And I want you to know, he came to me. Well, I accepted Christ into my heart. What does that mean? All of a sudden, what is written in God's holy word became true. And that I really, for the first time in my life, acknowledged that Jesus was his son. And that I had issues in my life that needed to go away. And so as God reached down to me and loved on me, I suddenly had a renewed sense of hope. I cried uncontrollably for I don't know how long. And I was excited and they did the typical bring it before the congregation and have everybody come over and shake your hand. And you know, and I can't even tell you who shook my hand. I don't know anything else the rest of that service. See, it wasn't about the service. It was about a meeting. It was about being with God and about having sin be forgotten. So I walked home with my family. Everybody's excited. My own sisters and brothers are saying, well, you know, what are you doing? And uh, my mom just being terribly excited. And I remember walking back and then I had to stare at my own bed. I walked into that room. I looked down at that bed. And I reached down, lifted that mattress up, took that knife out, walked quietly back to the kitchen. Mom was already preparing lunch. And I very discreetly put that knife back in the drawer. Now let me tell you the end of the story. My father and I, we have a great relationship. His acceptance of Christ my acceptance of Christ, our journey in life together, though rocky at the start, has blossomed like a flower in spring. 
There's nothing like having my dad tell me now that he loves me. The words that I was looking for in years past, I hear now. And they're genuine. And they're real. And they melt me every time I hear them. And every time I hear them, my Heavenly Father says, See, it can be better. And it is better. My dad and I spend more time together than we ever have. And I enjoy his company. And we talk about God. And we talk about our native people. And he is a powerful man of God. And when I see him reach down and pick up my grandchildren and be a grandpa, I am blessed. When my dad hugs me, it's an incredible moment. And when I see God, and one day I will, I will thank him. Life can be hard sometimes. Sometimes we walk through terrible, terrible experiences. But I know that there is a God that can get you through it. You see, I'm still here. I have a wonderful wife. I have great children. I've got two great grandchildren. And I often think, what would have happened had I made such a terrible, terrible decision? I didn't tell you this earlier, but I had done a 20-year fire career with the Albuquerque Fire Department. For 20 years, I responded all across this city. I saw every possible way that a person could commit suicide. And every time I went to one that involved a handgun or a rifle, I remember looking around. This person's gone. And every time someone uses something like that to take their lives, there's splash patterns of body fluids. And I remember in my 20-year fire career, as I looked out at these different patterns, even though I was in a terrible, terrible situation trying to help somebody. I was also thankful. Because every pattern I looked at, I often wondered, what pattern would I have left? You see, if it wasn't for grace, I would have done that. There would have been a pattern. But by the grace of God, there never was. It never will be. Not for me. You see, God is a God of life. He is a God of love. And maybe today you don't know Christ. But you're exactly where I was. And I want to tell you that there is a God that loves you. That there is a God that cares about you. And that there is a God that can get you through what you're going through. The uniqueness is is it, and the reality is that love came down from heaven to you and I in human form. We all know Christmas. You see, his name was Emmanuel. He was called Emmanuel, God with us. He walked on this earth. Every sin that has been known to man, there are no new ones. And why did he come here? To take that sin and deal with it permanently. In the biblical accounts, after he made the definitive decision that it was not going to be his will but his father's will, they came and they took him away. 
And what they did to him is the hardest thing to understand. That someone would get beaten horrifically on our behalf. That someone would get ridiculed and spat upon. They killed him. But he gave his life freely. He breathed his last breath like you and I will. They buried him. Just like many of our native people get buried every single year. But they could not keep him there. He got up. His father raised him. You see, God is a God that's always used blood, hasn't he? Well, it took the blood of his son for the sins of this world. And you don't have to keep running around with that sin. You see, when we carry the sin of life, we carry the sins, we're loaded down. But when Christ died, it's as if we don't have that baggage. We're free to walk. You can have that too. See, we make it so difficult sometimes. But God's word simply says this, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. I encourage you to do that right now. We hope this story has been an encouragement to you, or perhaps it's raised some questions in your mind. Please don't let them go until you've found truthful answers. We invite you to visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life, or download the Storyteller radio app and choose Hope. You can also write to us at the Storyteller. P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there are more amazing stories to tell, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.